No, I think they're more like they aren't around people that aren't like them. They're in bubbles and they'll say things. I mean, I'll be frank. I had a really good friend say she moved out of a school district because there are too many Mexicans in our kids' class. And here I am trying to get my kid to learn Spanish. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery and sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. Today, we are talking all things secret, some dark, heavy secrets, some things you've been holding on to, maybe some people you've been holding on to. I don't know. But those things that we hide from ourselves and others, you know, the how, what, when, and why of it all. So today, my guest is Ashley. Thank you for coming on. And my question for you, Ashley, is dun, dun, dun. What is your secret? Thanks, Brianne. Um, my secret is that I don't really like my friends very much anymore. My oldest friends, I think, um, I don't really enjoy who they are now and some of their moral takes. And I've been really surprised in the last few years where they stand on things and maybe more than that, longer than that. But it's really getting harder and harder to stay friends with them. So how long do you feel like you've been holding this secret that you don't like these friends? Well, I think we're talking about some friendships that go back, you know, let me think how old I am, (laughs) Um, you know, 30 years or more. Yeah. And I've, I think maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, there were things that came up where I was, you know, deep down inside, kind of not liking their thoughts on things and the way they were moving towards being more closed off and less open and kind of, you know, really insular. And, you know, it's been really interesting to watch in the last four years, um, how polarized everyone has become as well. Um, I, you know, 10 years ago when we felt differently about things, I think we could move past it because it didn't really, we weren't, I don't know, we didn't have families and kids and people that we wanted to teach things to and where we really needed to keep our moral center. But, you know, I think friends fade away and I've just been holding on to people I don't really want to be around anymore. I had somebody quote something the other day in a meeting where it's like people come into your life for a season, uh, a month, a year, and sometimes a lifetime. And we have to be okay with things ending when they're supposed to end. 
Does and that- I don't know why I can't see that or I haven't wanted it to end, even though I know we've faded away from each other or moved away and our relationships are very surface. There's no real depth. And when we scratch the surface of depth, I don't really like what I'm seeing, you know? <laughs> Do you think it's all bubbling? I mean, let's talk politics because, I mean, in the day and age that we are in the election coming up, do you think that has to do? For me, I have a really hard time with the morals of people that are a different, like, politician than I don't like. Or is it just everything you think is bubbling to the surface for you? Well, I think, you know, I've gone through a lot of political seasons with these friends and we were always able to kind of disagree to agree to disagree, but it was more just about conservative policy or anything. Now in the last, you know, five years, it's been the me too movement and to see women on the opposite side of the me too movement from me. And they're feeling like women should know their place or women are, you know, trying to get to men and make them pay or something, these evil feminists. And I just, that was really shocking. And that was, you know, four years ago, I guess, at this point, um, leading up to that. And then now that racism is at the forefront with Black Lives Matter and the George Floyd killing, I'm really getting a look at how much they want to hold on to their, you know, white privilege is a lot. I've learned a lot about that and what that means. And they really want to hold on to it to see that they're just not down for any growth or haven't changed since, or maybe they've always been this way or they've gotten more closed off is really sad to watch. It is really sad because I feel like it's this thing where there's not enough in the world. And I think our society banks on like, there's not enough food. There's not enough that. So everybody sees like, if you, you know, black lives matter, give them more that it's like a pie. Like you're not going to get, they're taking your piece of pie instead of thinking there's enough in the world. There's enough food. There's enough money. There's enough, but we come from this like scared fear that is driven in us. Do you think that's why they are the way they are? No, I think they're more like they aren't around people that aren't like them. They're in Mm. bubbles and they'll say things. I mean, I'll be frank. I had a really good friend say she moved out of a school district because there were too many Mexicans in our kids' class. And here I am trying to get my kid to learn Spanish for the future because I think it would be awesome for him to know Spanish and know that culture, especially since they're becoming a huge population in the United States. It's just wise to do that. But that's like just small racist comments, um, but they build and... They then they say, you know, this woman doesn't know her place or the downfall of America is women trying to work. And here I am working. But it's, it's uh, stuff like that. That to me is insane. I don't understand why as a woman you would fight against your rights for equality. I don't understand women like that. Can you explain that to me? I it's it's I I, I it drives me crazy. I think that they're holding on to a picture of what they see as like the perfect life, the perfect America. And it's actually not really based on anything. It's their visual image of it and keeping things status quo. But to me, they may think I'm crazy, Brian. They probably think I am off the reservation that I think, you know, we have a racist society and I think women deserve equality with men and all that. And I'm just this weirdo out because we, I'm, I'm in the South too. You know, if you're in a different part of the country, 
things are different. These are old ideas. They hang on to stereotypes. They want the status quo. But I think what's sad is that, you know, whatever our friendship started out on that I keep clinging to, I need to let go because those people, we don't even exist anymore like we did when we were 15 or 20 or 21. It's like those roles you play, you're not even playing anymore. Do you, I mean, do do you remember if you could go back when you created that secret of really not liking what you're hearing from these people that are supposed to be the closest to you? Well, I think it began in college knowing that some of my closest friends really- Where did you go to college? I went to college in the South, we'll say that. And (laughs) it was a big university and um, some of my closest- sorority sisters did not like black people or did not like, um, they were definitely there to marry well. And that was their goal for being in college. And I still was friends with them. Then I thought these are cool party girls, like we're having fun. And I, it bothered me, but not to the point where I wasn't going to be friends with them. And I don't know if I thought my, um, influence on them would change them eventually, mm. but it didn't. Now we're here we are. And it really didn't. They've doubled down and I've probably doubled down. Probably, especially like you said, if if you have kids now, if you want to like make the world better for your children. And who am I putting my energy towards? You know, am I putting my energy toward these sort of sad relationships where neither of us are being ourselves? They're obviously hiding more of how they feel if I'm only getting a tiny glimpse. I keep wanting to try to hang out with them to make it better. Like, let's get to it somewhere below the surface and have a real conversation. And that's just not happening. So I'm like, what am I doing? anymore. Why am I in this? Yeah. If you think on your deathbed, like, are you wasting energy? Are you going to really, is this going to be that important when you're on your deathbed? I always look at things like that. Am I going to think about this moment or this person or this situation while I'm on my deathbed? Right. And I'm the one that sort of orchestrates get togethers and things. So why put myself through that? My thing to you, and you tell me what you think, when you secretly don't like your friends, you can just sort of shade and fade away from them, which is what I have done sometimes. Or you can call them out and just say, we don't have anything in common anymore. Let's move on. And that seems really harsh. Like, do I even need to do that? Can I just move away from them? I mean, you can really go either way. It it just depends on the situation. I feel some people I have, you know, they fade out of your life and others, Sometimes you have to say things that you've been holding on to just to like close that chapter and say, listen, we're just two different people now. And let's just part ways because we're just not we're not agreeing and we're not getting along. Well, I've done that with one person in recent weeks, and it was very emotional in this sense, more for them, I think, where I just cut them off and said, I just can't take this racist rhetoric anymore. We're done here's, you know, I'm blocking you from this. I'm not going to be around you anymore. And how was the response? And the response, well, A, she's cut off. So I don't know, but she went around to our friend group trying to rally support on her side. And I actually got to a place where I just didn't care. So I really don't care if they are on her side or not. And maybe that's like firing a warning shot across the nose of these people saying like, don't come at me with that stuff. But then I had a lot of our group really support me and be like, that was messed up. Be like, fine, bye. Yeah. So as women, we try to get people on our side. I don't really need anyone on my side on this. It's more like personally, why am I secretly feeling that I don't like them, but I'm holding on to them? 
I know. Why do we do that? Why do we hold on to things that do not serve us or help us in any way? It's like a million dollar question. And I know older women, you know, in their 60s and 70s who have friends they don't like that they still hang out with. And they're like, oh, I really don't like her. Why do women do that? I don't think men do that. I don't think men do that either. I think they just are like, whatever, I don't like him. So I'm, we're just not going to be friends anymore. Yeah. Why do we hold on? I don't know. That's such a good question. If anybody has an answer to that, please just type it and let us know. So keeping this secret, who do you think you have harmed in the process or benefited? I mean, have I harmed anyone by not being real about it? I don't know. Authentic or authentic. I've definitely harmed myself because I will just stew on it for days afterwards. Like I should have said something or I did say something that went not well. And like, how can I be friends with this person? Or how can I be at their baby shower and then their wedding and all these things when I don't really like them? Why am I spending my time on them? So why are you spending that. money on them? Jeez, that's money a lot and time. of money, money and time. <laughs> Things you need a lot of. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I definitely in the last few weeks have put energy into new friends. And I think been really like happy with new people that I've met. Um, who, and that's the thing who are more like me, but should I be really trying to be friends with people that are like me? I mean, they don't have to be like me, but morally, I want them to be good people. I don't have to question their values. I don't know. I don't think you're ever going to be like anybody's not alike. They have similarities of things, but I feel like we're all so different that when it comes to morals, that's just something you cannot compromise on. That's the thing. Like if you support a certain candidate and what they um, put out there into the world, like I cannot be friends with you because our morals are so different and far apart. And it's not even just about politics anymore. It's like, I don't think it's about, I don't think it's about politics anymore at all. And I've, I've, I've been thinking this for 10 years, 11 years, just what am I doing? Why am I hanging on? And I would make new friends, but I would still hold on to those friendships or actively try to make, you know, moments happen where we're at lunch or dinner. I don't know. So how do you now move I'm forward? Done. Yeah. So how do you move forward with As this? Yeah. <laughs> I really have thought about just drawing a line in the sand. And then I think, well, then that doesn't leave any opening for them to change or something down the road. And that's me hanging on to the best of them. But I think I need to really move away from them. Any type of let's, let's hang out or let's chat on the phone. And that has gotten less. So that's not harder. I just don't know if going forward, I need to say, you know, I think this about you. I don't know if, is it wimpy to do that? Is it sloth to not call them out? Well, for me, I like confronting people. So if someone says something that's, you know, racist, or I would question like, why do you have to say that? You know, you don't have to attack them, but what makes you say that? I mean, they're human. They have blood in their veins. If you take the our skin off, we're all the same underneath. Like there's no difference between any right. of us. So something as simple as that, I would say. I mean, it gets into just so many things too, like their comments about private school and, you know, how they put their kids in private school to get away from minorities and things like that and just terrible things that 
I just let slide. I'd be real. I mean, maybe I didn't even let slide. I said something like, wow, but I probably didn't confront it. But to me, I think moving forward, I'm going to just really move away from them and put my energy into kind of some new people I've met. Um, I don't know. I just don't feel right right now saying you are, and I are done because of this. I'm not there yet. Well, everybody's on their own time. You know, you might just ghost them. You know, that might just be the way to go. It seems like that. So, I mean, I just love that you're willing to look at this secret that you've been holding on to and you're willing to like change. And that's the whole point. And maybe, you know, someone else is going through this. They've been holding on to a friendship that's not serving them anymore. Right. I think for women, we keep things like this secret. And one of my friends said that sometimes you can just put up an energy boundary where you just give them your energy anymore. You don't answer the phone call. You don't respond to the text, you, and which is kind of like ghosting, but you're yes. just like, I'm not available for this. Yeah. And the friendship sort of fades and I have never done that. So I maybe try that. Yeah. Give it a go. Let, let us know how it goes. Thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Please email me if you want to be on the show. It's secret life podcast at iCloud.com. I look forward to hearing from you and I hope you enjoyed and until next time. Bye. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.